book of Acts, chapter 4, verses 8 through 12. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man, as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Thanks for joining me this morning as we resume our study in the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. We're ready for chapters 3 and 4 this morning. Now, something that's kind of interesting to note is really the change in boldness and courage and faith that you see in the Apostles. You know, if you look at the end of the Gospels, as the prophecy uh, foretold, when the shepherd gets struck, the sheep will scatter, and they all do. In fact, I believe it's only John who's actually at the crucifixion itself. Peter, he makes some bold claims. He'll never, you know, he'll never lead the Lord even to death. He starts off by trying to cut a guy's ear off. You know, there's a lot of courage there. But then when it gets down to where Jesus is being interrogated and things by the priesthood and whatnot, you see Peter deny Christ three times. After Jesus is crucified, the disciples are in hiding for fear of the Jews. I mean, you see, and then we have a completely different contrast that we're getting ready to see as we read chapter 3. And of course, there's two big important events that have taken place, right? You have the resurrection of Jesus and the ascension to the right hand of God. I mean, if you witness this, that's going to, you know, that's going to be a real big faith builder, obviously. But there's also the Holy Spirit, which has been poured out. And that is what's empowering and encouraging uh, the disciples to do the things that they're starting to do. And in our story today, we're going to have the healing of a lame man who's, who's laying by the gate of the temple. And instead of hiding, Peter is boldly preaching Jesus Christ in the temple and boldly responding to the interrogators, uh, the religious leaders. Uh, just a completely different contrast. And so with that backdrop, let's get started today. Acts chapter 3 and 4. Let's begin. 
Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they were talking, taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While he was clinging to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them at the so-called portico of Solomon, full of amazement. But when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, Men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Or why do you gaze at us as if by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, the one whom you delivered and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. But put to death the prince of life, the one whom God raised from the dead, a fact to which we are witnesses. And on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance just as your rulers did also. But the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Therefore repent and return, so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus the Christ appointed for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from the ancient time. And then please note, he's getting ready to quote from the book of Deuteronomy, this, this prophecy uh, from Moses about the Messiah that would come. And again, we talked about how Jesus is ascended to the right hand of the Father. Uh, we quoted the prophecies from the Psalms that he would be at the right hand of God until he's made all of his enemies his footstool. And likewise here, Peter is saying that, that Christ uh, has been received by heaven until the period of restoration of all things, which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophet from the ancient time. And now he's going to quote the pr prophecy of Moses from Deuteronomy. Verse 22, Moses said, the Lord God 
will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. To him you shall give heed to everything he says to you. And it will be that every soul that does not heed the prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. And likewise all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and his successors onward also announced these days. It is you who are the sons of the prophets and the covenant which God made with your father, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. For you first God raised up his servant and sent him to bless you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. Chapter 4 and as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to them, being greatly disturbed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in jail until the next day. For it was already evening, but many of those who had heard the message believed, and the number of the men came to be about five thousand. Again, please note, we're talking about how the, the power of the Holy Spirit is working through uh, the apostles. This is Peter's second sermon that's recorded here in the book of Acts. He may have done others that we don't know about. But in his first sermon where he quotes the prophet Joel and says, this is being fulfilled right now, they have 3,000, according to the scriptures, who convert, who repent and believe upon the name of Jesus. And then in this instance, he's preaching in the basically in the temple court. And 5,000 people make a decision. And so from two sermons, he manages to bring in 8,000 people, which is phenomenal. Uh, just an incredibly large number to think about that would... Uh, that would their hearts would be pierced and they would believe. And again, Peter's making the point, why are you looking at me in amazement? It's not by my power that, that this person has been healed, but it's by the power of Jesus. And now they've been arrested. So again, we talked about how in the beginning they were fleeing the Jews, afraid of being persecuted and arrested, and now they're just right there in the midst of it, knowing they'll likely be arrested but because they've been changed through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, that is no longer a fear or concern of theirs. As we're going to see, they're going to speak very boldly uh, to the religious leaders, and the religious leaders are going to be somewhat shocked that these uneducated men will speak with such great authority. Let's continue on. Verse 5. On the next day, the rulers and elders and scribes were gathered up together in Jerusalem. Ananias the high priest was there, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly descent. When they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire, By what power, or in what name, have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we were on trial today for the benefit done to a sick man, as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel 
that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name, this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in reply. But when they had ordered them to leave the council, they began to confer with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For the fact that they are no for the fact that a noteworthy miracle has taken place through them is apparent to all who live in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it will not spread any further among the people, let us warn them to speak no longer to any man in this name. Please note again. This is the ultimate frustration I have with the religious leaders at that time. When I read the Gospels, when I read the book of Acts, it is made very apparent that there is actually no desire to know the truth. They over and over admit that there's something special, that this is obviously of God, but they don't care. They care about their position and their power. They were never sold out to God. What did Jesus call them? Sons of hell? Your, your father is the devil? Right? They, they're not actually... They're not actually interested in the things of God. Here they are saying, we can't deny what they've done in the name of Jesus, that a, a man who could not walk from birth, who's over 40 years old, is now able to leap and dance and praise God. So we need to instruct them to stop doing what they're doing and spreading this message. It's so contrary to what, how you would expect people of the scriptures, people of the faith to act. But again, Jesus calls them what they truly are. They're the same people that said, let uh, his blood be on our head and our children's head. Right? Continuing on. And when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than God, you be the judge. For we cannot speaking about what we have seen and heard. When they had threatened them further, they let them go, finding no basis on which to punish them, on account of the people, because they were all glorifying God for what had happened. For the man was more than forty years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. And when they had been released, they went their own they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they had heard this, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, O Lord, it is you who have made heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, 
who by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said, Why do the Gentiles rage and the people devise futile things? The kings of the earth took their stand and their rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Please note, they're praising God. They're quoting Psalm 2. I prefer the King James Version of that psalm. And they're, they're saying that is about this situation, right? So what does Psalm 2 say? Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. That's what Peter's quoting and referring to. Verse 27, for truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servants Jesus whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined to occur. And now, Lord, take note of their threats, and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence, while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders to take place through the name of your holy servant Jesus. So they're praying. They're praying that the work that they're doing would be would prosper. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and there was were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak the word of God with boldness. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And not one of them claimed that anything belonged to him was his own. But all things were in common property to them, and with great power the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And abundant grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them. For all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet and they would be distributed to each as any had need. Now Joseph, a Levite of Cyprian birth, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which translated means son of encouragement, and who owned a tract of land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. And that is how chapter 4 ends. So you have Peter and John, they performed this incredible miracle in the temple court, right there at the gate. 3,000 people are converted at that moment because they see this great miracle. Jesus preaches his me or Jesus. Peter preaches his message, anointed by the Holy Spirit. He's even pro they even proclaim boldly against the Pharisees, and they come back together. They praise God. They pray that, they, that his blessing would be upon them, not for their own selfish greed, but that the kingdom of God might grow and that the work of the gospel might prosper. And they start to do exactly as they were commanded to do by Jesus when he was here. Love one another. Take care of each other. This is how the church is supposed to act. Oh, that we would act like that in our day. That we would actually have love for our fellow, 
fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that we would not continuously bicker and fight over pet doctrine. That we would not be arrogant and prideful in our own wisdom and in our own knowledge. Which really is just proof of the lack thereof. As the scriptures say, if a man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet that he ought to know. May we be more like these early Christians who care about one thing, the gospel and its progress, caring for one another. Thanks for tuning in this morning, friends. I pray that you've been blessed, that your hearts have been pierced, that this is causing this work is causing you to hunger and thirst for righteousness and holiness and the things of God. Thanks for listening. Thank you for those of you who support this podcast and make it possible. If that's something you're interested in doing, go to please go to scriptureandprophecy.com and there's a support tab at the top. Peace and grace be with you all. And until next time, God bless.